Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. You're listening to WQYLDB Wathershaw, the talk and music you want to hear. At home, at the office, or on the road, Enterprise Now with LZ Flanagan. Your choice for business talk. Inspirational, motivational, and transformational. Enterprise Now on WQYL-DB Radio. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. I am your host, Elsie Flinnard, and I have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show for you today. I have with me Joe Wynn of Walking in My Shoes, and um, she has a wealth of knowledge and, and wisdom that she's going to share with us, and I can't wait to dig into her story. It's an awesome, awesome story. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you so much for everyone who listens to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. Your um, support and the love that you send our way is definitely um, helping us to continue to grow as a show and um, and the station uh, WQYL is continuing to add new stations to the lineup. So uh, we're continuing to grow. And that's because of you. I wish it I wish I could say it was because we're so great, but it's not. It's because of you guys. So thank you. Thank you so much. And um, so I think that's it for um, housekeeping because I'm, I'm excited to get into this this conversation. I want to I want to dig in. So, Joe, like I tell my guests every single week, we want to know about you and you're welcome to go as far back to the day you were born or you can start in the more recent here, more recent history. So tell us about yourself. Thank you, Elsie. I, I just can I first say thank you for um inviting me to be a guest on your show this afternoon. Coming from uh, the city of Chicago, born and raised, um, very early on, we was raised in a segregated community of African Americans. And growing up, I always believed that in our world, I could only see one color. Then when we started integrating with others is when I realized how large the world was. And I moved around from the west side of Chicago to the south side. I ended up on the north side of Chicago to, and you know, to raise my children. And I saw that the world wasn't so great, so I left Chicago and I moved to uh, Chandler, Arizona. And so I, I love to travel. I have an adventurous spirit. I never stay in one place. And I always try to look for new things in life that I can share with my children, my grandchildren, so they can see just how large this world is and not to be confined into one place, one community. 
so they can grow and not be stuck in this mentality that most people of our culture end up doing. Sometimes I think it's because we are stuck in one place. Sometimes I feel it's family commitment, which is what I had. And um, I broke the chain of that when my mother passed away. And that's when I decided to leave the uh, city of Chicago and just branch out into other states to see how well the rest of the world was. However, when I start moving around to all these different new worlds, that's when I start running into adversaries and opposition and uh, jealous spirits and people that were not so kind to me. So I ended up falling into a plight of homelessness. And at that time, I was 51 years old. I had no help. I had my family wanted me to come home, but out of pride and just being a kind of person that's believed in standing on our own two feet, I um, decided that that was not the way I wanted to go because I really didn't want to go back to Chicago to live in what I felt was a poverty-stricken community, and I didn't want to go back to that life. And so as a result of that, I ended up with nowhere to go. I had bought um, a pure-breed toy Maltese. He was only three pounds at the time, and I just could not part with him. And everywhere I looked for a place to stay, there was just no places available for someone my age and, of course, having a little dog tag along with me. And so that's how I really got started on this journey with walking in my shoes. It's because I did not want to part with my my dog, my companion. And so every door I knocked on, I kept hearing, sorry, can't help you. And I decided to take that um, my circumstances and turn it around and instead of going back to work in um, the corporate world, I decided I wanted to go into human services and help make a difference for someone else. And that's how I got started. I've been a giver all my life. Um, I remember early on, I'd say I was in my 20s, and uh, we would go, our church would go out into the community and actually feed people because there were no social services. Um, now you know how old I am now. There were no social service agencies. The, the churches pretty much took care of all the, the needs of the poor and the needy. And then that started branching out into a broader um, service of human services, public service, and state and federal funding-type programs. And then the dynamics of how to help someone change with that as well. And then when I looked up 53 years ago, poverty was the same as it is today, but I believe today it's far worse. And so I put a program together that would help lift people out of poverty by showing them one step at a time how to get out of it. Wow. So I to just I just 
change di- direction slightly here. I'm I'm curious to know you you say you you love you love to travel. Um, tell us about some of the places you've been and some of the things you you've seen in your in your travels. Well, last year I traveled for the second time to Washington D.C. I love Washington, and I I think I'm going to go back. I have my bags packed again. I was invited to be a guest um, of House Speaker Paul Ryan to see the the last State of the Union address with our uh, former President Barack Obama, and that was such a that was a an invitation and a trip that I would have never ever imagined ever experiencing. I've gone to Vegas um, on a weekend whim. I've gone to Nashville, Tennessee. I could just name a few states. But I love to travel. I love to travel. I love to fly. And those are some of the places. But I've been to Washington in the last two years. We um we actually had a chance to um to visit Washington D.C. uh as well one uh, one summer it was June I believe, and uh, I remember we so we walked uh, through you know the mall uh, looking at all the monuments, and it was so hot, it was humid and it had to be about ninety four ninety five degrees, and I remember just thinking, why is it so hot? <laughs> You know, especially coming from Wisconsin, and then you go there, and it's extremely high. So, but no, we we had a good time, and um, it's a it's a wonderful city. We're gonna take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're gonna um, learn a little bit more about um, entrepreneurship, business, and all those good things. We'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of seventy percent of the residents, and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. 
Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks, or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production. Visit wqyl-db.com. Today's compelling talk and variety music. wqyl-db radio, the talk and music you want to hear. You're listening to WQYLDB Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear. All right, we are back on the Enterprise Now radio show, and I have with me Joe Wynn with Walking in My Shoes, and we just got uh, finished talking about some of the things that um, that Joe likes. Um, she loves to travel, and um, she has her um, love for for pets, and um, and we were just talking about her trip to uh, to DC and um, and all that good stuff. So, um, Joe, let's let's talk let's talk business a little bit. What um what made you? I know you talked a little about a little bit um, in your um, answer before about what kind of made you um, want to start this this venture, but walk us through what that was like. Well, in the beginning, early on, I was in a, a relationship with someone who ended up. I was a stay at home mom. My twin daughters were fifteen months old, and. What happened is I found myself a single mom with four small children, and I had to find another uh, means of income. So I went seeking employment, and the first job that I had was a file clerk. And it was the most excruciating, horrible job I've ever had. But my mother always taught us how to eat crow when you have to, to put food on the table. So I sh- I was showing up at work every day, um, and just by a twist of fate, three people had called in ill. And my manager at the time came into the file room. My manager asked me if I would help cover the phone for one hour. And I said, sure, anything to help out a team player? I sat at the phone and I started listening to the customers and apologized. And I heard enough about and knew enough about the company to explain when things happen and it's not your money, but their money, you have to listen to what a person is really griping about. And that's what I did. And I apologized, took ownership of the situation, and then I offered the customer a resolution to it. Well, my manager was standing in the back, and she overheard that. She came to me and offered me a customer service position. And I was like, oh, wow, just by being on the phone? She said, Joe, I can hear by the tone of your voice that this is what we're looking for, uh, for our customers. I went from the file room to customer service. 
So in the meantime, I also went back to school because the company that I worked for would pay for me to go back to school to get a degree and continue in education. So I took that offer as well. I went from the file room to becoming, um, who? A regional manager. I ended up being a regional manager and I was hired to reconstruct customer service departments in Chicago. And I was so overwhelmed with that position because I could actually, I'm a good problem solver and I can just sit down and look at a situation, assess it, and know how to fix it. And I was going in, uh, giving recommendations to the owners, who they needed to keep and who needed to leave. And I went from that position to creating um, a position for the laboratory accreditation. I ended up... uh, bringing back the program for the Laboratory of Accreditation. And it was just by, I I just think it was all by faith that this was my destiny because I had the ambition and the drive to want more, to do better, provide for my children. And I mean, I provided for them in a way that to give them a life that our parents couldn't afford to give us. And that's the torch of each generation is to to do better and to want to achieve and and prosper. And from there, I ended up leaving that position after 11 years. And that's when I went to Chandler, Arizona, and they offered me the top position at one of the highest pool companies in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And from there, I just kept going. That's, you know, it was just promotion, promotion, promotion. And at that time, I didn't need the degree to, because I had more experience than actually the people that was coming in with the degree. And my, the owner of the company came to me one day and he said, I don't know what you're saying to my customers, but we're selling million dollar pools here. And I had a position But with success comes a lot of jealousy, jealousy, hatefulness, just mean-spiritedness. And that was a world that I couldn't adapt to as well because people can – you want to lift someone up. It takes one to lift one. But sometimes when you're in a corporate world, especially uh, someone of color, I have – part Native American in my blood. I live a lot of that in my my lifestyle. We came from a culture where our parents raised us to be not like the world, but to be transformed of it. And so people could not understand, well, why are you giving her this? Um, I've been in this position longer. Why are you offering it to her? Well, for one, is because I was making the owner a whole lot of money. And in any position, any company, any entrepreneurship, <clears throat> I teach that to our young people, that, you know, success can come early on, but you have to be prepared for those that you don't look for to lift you up. 
because you're going to see far and, you know, and few between. I have encouraged young people in our organization to go after being an entrepreneur and not working for someone else and not become my age to then want to start a program, which is what I did 11 years ago. And it is very successful. And it's so successful that we're being recognized by the House Speaker of the United States as a poverty solver. And to me, I find that it's the greatest and the, the best reward that I could have because that's what our parents taught us early on. It's not to live in poverty or even have the mentality of that. You either have it or you don't. Very, very cool. I have tons of questions, <laughs> but let me let me start okay. let me start with this one. Um, I I heard you say that you encourage young people to become entrepreneurs. Now, given your extensive background in corporate America, mm-hmm. you have a really good, um, uh, I guess, perspective on the difference between the two. Um, help us understand that a little bit. Um, why, why, why do you encourage the, the young folks to uh, become entrepreneurs? Well, because the young people that I work with, they can be 17 to 24 years old. They're our top priority with our organization because we work with unaccomplished um, young people who feel like they can't dream to own anything they're ideal to start something early on. I always ask them, well, why Why not? What are you waiting for? They feel like, one, they're not capable of doing it because they maybe listen to someone else, chat a bug in their ear. Oh, no, there's a lot to that. Well, we have partnered with the, the WIBIC program to help them gain all the skills that they need to be a successful entrepreneur, and they also have a group. It's called a business um, mentors to ensure these youth that even if they start a business, they will not fail because you have these business mentors there to support them. We offer and encourage our young people to think about because today, and I have to be honest, we help youth find a job but they don't want to do retail and fast food for the, and they finish high school. Some of them are in college. They don't want to start working in retail knowing that it doesn't match up with what they can afford to pay to even live in an apartment. So all you have to do is do the math and see that that is not going to work for them. And what they're going to do is find themselves falling back into that position of either homelessness or maybe welfare. And that's what we don't want for our young people. Well, kudos to you for um, you guys and your organization for being recognized as a as a poverty solver. That uh, that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive. Thank you. You mentioned the the, the Wibbit program mm-hmm. and uh, the business mentor uh, business mentor group. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell tell me a little bit more about that? Those two programs. Well, Wibbit in um, about two thousand and nine, when we started um, a training program. It's um, We invited uh, business companies to come in, do mark interview with the, the young people. 
We prepare them for the whole career assessment. I mean, from head to toe, we were even dressing them and, and we had business people come in and help our young guys adjust their, their tie. And so Wibbick heard of our uh, program and the director said, Joe, I just love the work that you're doing here. We would like to offer your young people a $1,000 scholarship for entrepreneurship. And that's how a lot of our partnership began is it's word of mouth. They hear what I'm doing because I didn't mention earlier that I'm, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm a one-woman show here. I wear about 12 different hats daily, keeping up with pretty much everything from answering the phones to getting our accounting done. And I'm just a good multitasker and a great problem solver. And that's what we did. We took our basement at our facility and the church came in and you, and rehabbed the whole basement for our drop-in center for homeless teenagers. And we took part of that space and we turned into a little career center. Well, we have outgrown that space now, so we're looking to do some expansion this year because we also want to, without duplication, offer the same life skills to juvenile ex-offenders, 18 to 24, because I go into the detention center. I'm the aftercare specialist for the Kenosha County Detention Center, and I go in the uh, detention center uh, twice a month, and I sit down with these young people, and they are just completely hopeless. They feel like they're never going to come out and accomplish anything because they become felons, uh, felons early on. But I go in to tell them, no, there's hope, just like it was for me, there's hope for them too. But I also tell every client that I work with, I can't make you want it, and you have to want it for yourself. But if these are dreams that you see yourself doing in the future, we're right there for you. Gotcha, gotcha. Very cool, very cool. Well, Joe, we're going to go to a, um, our last break, and then when we get back, I'd like to get into some nuts and bolts and talk about those 12 hats that you wear. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> well, we'll be back right after this. Locally owned and operated businesses are the backbone of our local economy. They employ upwards of 70% of the residents and are the sole sponsors of our recreational programs for our children. Without them, a community ceases to exist. We may not be able to change the economic state of our nation, but we can certainly do so on a local level. Rely Local is a new locals-only business directory. No big box retailers or national chains. Just locally owned and operated businesses who play a vital role within our community. Rely Local is not just about printing local coupons and finding local jobs. It's a campaign to restore strength within the local economy. We rely on these locally owned and operated businesses every day. Can they rely on us? Save time, save money, strengthen your community. Visit RelyLocal.com today. Feeling stuck or overwhelmed in your business? Having trouble putting ideas into action? Not getting the results you want? Your business is in need of a coach, an experienced professional that motivates, provides honest feedback, and helps develop an action plan for your success. 
Did you know that 50% of businesses fail within the first five years? This doesn't have to be your business. You can now get all the help you need to succeed. Just visit Enterprise Now at enterprise-now.biz. Enterprise Now is a business development firm that specializes in providing business training, seminars, online training courses, and business coaching for business owners and entrepreneurs. That's enterprise-now.biz. Why wait? Take your business to the next level. We'll take your vision and your goals and deliver accountability, motivation, and an action plan so you and your business will succeed. Don't become a statistic. Visit us at enterprise-now.biz. Increase profits, grow your business, and improve your business skills today. Enterprise-now.biz. Are you looking for the best way to advertise your business, services, or products? Look no further than WQYLDB Radio. Get your message heard on the hottest new radio station on the planet. Get up to 30 minutes of airtime on four episodes for just 50 bucks. Or 60 minutes of airtime on four episodes for only 100 bucks. Why wait? Advertise today on the next big radio station. Got a podcast show? Let us promote it using our social media and website. We can also help in all of your podcast editing and production visit wqyl-db.com today's compelling talk and variety music wqyl-db radio the talk and music you want to hear you're listening to wqyl-db Waukesha, the talk and music you want to hear all right, welcome back to the Enterprise Now Radio Show. Uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful conversation with Joe Wynn of Walking in My Shoes. And um, so, Joe, let's talk about nuts and bolts. Um, you mentioned before that you wear about 12 different hats. Um, and I always like to, to ask entrepreneurs or business people this question because it's, uh, I, I, to be completely honest with you, I'm, I'm always tickled by the answer. So what is it like to be a business owner? Oh, it keeps you up at night. Especially when you we're doing something that is not being done. We're just doing something that's outside of the box. When I first went into um, human services, we're a homeless advocacy group. And when I say we, I say I. And I go wherever God calls me to go. We're a Christian-based organization founded on the beliefs of Jesus Christ. When I go out here and I come in contact with our homeless veterans, sometimes veterans don't want to leave the street, but there's a service we still provide to them. We have homeless teenagers that's been adopted, aged out of foster care. I mean, they've already gone through one system, and now they're about to go through another system because they're 18 and they're legal adults. So these 12 hats that I wear, I go into the high schools, I go into the hospitals, I go wherever they call and say, Joe, can you help this person? We just buried a veteran last year. I mean, he served this country, but he ended up homeless and died at a hospice care. And I cry like a baby because I kept saying, this cannot be. We are funded by the community, and we're rarely funded for our efforts because maybe it is way out of the box. But God always makes sure 
that we find funding to keep our doors open. We have right now, um, we've been accredited two years in a row by the Better Business Bureau, and I'm so grateful and blessed by that to show the transparency, to show how successful our program is. And if you look us up today, you will see that 97% of that pie chart goes to the program. I don't get paid to do this because I know one day, you know, maybe a little income will come. (laughs) But right now, there is no funding that would pay me a salary. Um, The the grants, nonprofit is a little different than for-profit. And so we have to uh, fundraise. We have to come up with our ways to sustain our organization. And uh, we have no product to sell. So that's the difference between the two. And the 12 hats, it, I could be the receptionist today, and tomorrow I could be the outreach coordinator at the hospital with a homeless lady that they can't figure out where she's going to go when she leaves the hospital. And um, so that's how I got started, the 12 hats, and I continue to wear them. We have volunteers to come in and help out, but it's not the same when you know that there are certain things you cannot share with volunteers and confidentiality is one of them. So pretty much the the organization is my responsibility. And uh, like I said, moving forward, this is a new year. And I'm praying and praying that God will bless us with the funding that we need to um start a vocationary training center for juvenile ex-offenders. We found the facility, uh, met with um, the policymakers at uh, Governor Walker's office. It's in transition. They're trying to see where all the stakeholders are going to come from. But that is something huge for us to do here in Kenosha. Gotcha. So it so what I hear is is you're a very passionate person and you're very uh goal oriented and you um from what I could tell when you set your mind to something you accomplish it. Uh so with with that in mind, how did you get where you are today? Like what 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 things, what mindsets, what practices got you where you are today? I always say the grace of God. I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and when you're following the, the, and this is just for me, the teaching and the principles of Christ and how we are to love each other, care for each other, that's what drives me. If I get a phone call or when I get a phone call and I have a young person on the other end crying, they have nowhere to go, well, I'm not the kind of person I'm just going to say, oh, sorry, can't help you. That's what I heard 11 years ago. And I felt like, yeah, you could help me if you just make one effort to do so. Maybe make a phone call on my behalf. That's what I do. I make phone calls on the behalf of people. I find the resources and referrals for them. I don't have them go looking for it because they'll never find it. I can help somebody in another state who calls and say, well, I'm going to come to Kenosha. I was like, no, you better not come here thinking that you're going to get a bed and a place to stay. Let me find the resources for you where you are in Washington or Oregon. 
Milwaukee, Madison, even Waukesha and West Allis. I said, no, don't come here. <laughs> so, so that's what drives me. It's driven by what I know I can do. It is the will of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I, I live by that daily. And like I said, as a problem solver, you can kind of figure out what to do for someone. But I also don't look for excuses. Okay, so you're homeless, but you're not going to stay there. So if you're coming to me with excuses, then you're coming to the wrong person. That's how I turn people around. I know your circumstances, but where do you want to go? And then I hear the kids, well, I want to go back to school. Okay, let's let's go. And they're well on their way. Every time I go to Gateway Technical College, all I hear is, hi, Miss Joe, hi, Miss Joe. Kids all over is in school now, aspiring to be a culinary arts um, scientist, even law enforcement. And that is the fruit of our label. Our label, and see that's what I'm saying about us as a culture, as people. Instead of getting caught up on the the negativity of the world, let's talk more about the success that's coming out of the world, and then this is how we can change people's lives and change our world. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, it sounds like you guys you have a, a very uh, wonderful program there. Um, would you do you want to give out your um, your contact information, website, email, so um, phone number maybe, so folks can um, can get in contact with you? I would love to because we invite people to come and see what we're doing. Our address is twenty two eleven fiftieth Street, and that's Kenosha, Wisconsin five three one four zero. Our office number is two six two. Seven six four zero two one four. You will have to contact us uh, because we're we don't take walk-ins, and you would have to make an appointment. My email address is jwin at walkinandmyshoes dot org. Awesome, awesome. So, Joe, you had mentioned before how you encourage people to become entrepreneurs, um, and one of the things that I always like to do um, on the show is uh, get the advice of my guest for potential entrepreneurs and business owners. So if you had a piece of advice to give to uh, folks who are, are thinking about becoming entrepreneurs or really are already entrepreneurs, what would that advice be? Don't tell everybody what you're planning to do. That's my advice. Don't tell everybody what you're planning to do before you do it. Gotcha. I'm just writing that down because that is... Great advice. And, um, and I, I, I am that way, you know, there, there are some things that, that I do, um, uh, with respect to business and, um, entrepreneurship that, um, I, I let people in on a little bit, but, um, I'm, I'm one of those people who, by the time you hear about, hear about it, it's pretty much already done and, and, and in the works, um, because you're right, you know, you, you, sometimes you can open yourself up, up for, uh, the negativity and the, and the people who are, um, are rooting against you. But, um, but yeah, that, that is really, really good advice. And I also, if I can add just one more, is to surround, you know, just surround yourself with positive people, people who are going to lift you up and you know that they're going to support you. People who tend to support you 
will give you constructive criticism, but they will give you honest criticism without putting your ideal, as crazy it may be, it's not their ideal, God bless them with it. And I, I advise people, encourage people to utilize those gifts because sometimes people suppress them because fear will get in the way of success. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Joe, I want to ask you a question. If, if, if we have a, a potential sponsor listening, a potential donor, what does Walking in My Shoes need? talked about that like two seconds ago. The um, the program is called the Kenosha Center of Vocation, of Vocationary Training. We would need funding, which we're going to have a fundraiser in June. We're actually putting on a Soul Train Gala fundraiser. The Funds raised from that event would help to uh, purchase the building that we want to go into. It's going to be a training center, but we want to include ex-offender teens, too. We can't, there's no programs in Kenosha at all. It does not exist today to help them. So we want to um, expand to be able to provide a service to them as well, and to continue to reduce recidivism. We have to give these kids something to do, and I would rather train them to become entrepreneurs than then have them, you know, knock down somebody's door or find an excuse to go back to their bad behavior. So if we had any, if there's any listeners with, I always say a couple bucks they can spare, one hundred percent of the proceeds goes to the program, and you can check that out on the, the Better Business Bureau website. We are what we say we are, and a lot of times, what we do is not about us; it's about someone else. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, so, thanks so much, Joe, for being on the show. I really uh, enjoyed our conversation and, and and getting to know your your organization better. Um, Thank you. Oh, no, no, it, it, it's my pleasure. Um, so everyone who's listening right now, please, please, please reach out to Walking in My Shoes. Um, you heard Joe give you her contact information, um, email, phone number, uh, and the physical address. So if you find it in your heart to um, to want to reach out and to um, to put some some funding behind what Joe and uh, the folks at uh, Walking in My Shoes are doing, please do so. And um, thank you guys so much for listening. I, I just can't express enough how thankful I am for uh, the support that you guys give Enterprise now. Um, it, it's, it's our mission to promote and highlight small business owners and entrepreneurs uh, and to help and do our part to uh, make the community better. So thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.